Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello and welcome to another edition of your favorite podcast, Insane in the Membrane. Welcome once again to the brilliant podcast that is Insane in the Membrane with me, Rich Wilson. The producer, Paul, pressing the buttons. He never gets a shout out, that man. And this wouldn't be in your ears if it wasn't for him. So thank you, producer, Paul, for all that you do. He works tirelessly. He's a good man. Um, Before we get into it, uh, become a patron. Please become a patron. Support this podcast, even if it's just a quid a month. That's nice. A quid a month from all of you would be lovely. That's it. Just to, and all the money goes back into the podcast. It's not like we're rolling around in helicopters and Ferraris and all that. We just want to keep giving you one of the finest podcasts going. And so if you go to our Patreon page, it's patreon.com forward slash membrane podcast. I'll click the link tree in all of our, uh, in my bios, in my Instagram, I am Rich Wilson, uh, in Twitter, I am, I am Rich Wilson. Uh, do that, give us a click, send us a quid, and that would be lovely, or whatever you can afford. And it just helps us keep this going. Thank you to all of our patrons we have on board already. Your hard work does not go uh, unnoticed. We really appreciate all that you do. Thank you so much. And it's really nice to talk to some of you as well. So if you feel like having a message, drop me a line. I'll have a chat with you. Um, yeah, do that because I have a chat with a few people and it's all bloody lovely. People like Mags Doodles and not Mags Doodles and all that. Hope your foot's all right. Hope that's out of the cast. I saw you've, you've hurt yourself. Um, if, it's, if it's not, then I'm sorry. I'll get well soon. Uh, but yeah, you're up, you're up and dancing soon enough, I imagine. Anyway, so we're back on the podcast. It's been a funny old few weeks with the old Queenie passing on and the funeral and the queue that went on for 52,000 miles. Crazy. We love a queue in this country. Um, but my guest this week on Insane in the Membrane is someone that I remember watching on TV in the 90s. We talk about this on the episode, actually. So I won't, I won't go over what I already said, but... Um, it was just a joy to have him on. He's one of my favourite comedians. I love watching him work. He's like properly funny. There's no kind of like trying to teach you things or you know, be too political and things like that. It's just properly funny, straight comedy. I love him dearly, and it was a real joy to have him on. And we really, we really talked about some really, uh, some really good things like, about growing up because we're both similar age I'm 50 and he's 53 I think he says in the episode so it was good to talk to someone of that similar upbringing you know where we've we've done good and bad things you know that's the thing as well doing these podcasts you realise that we're all of us this gets said only quite a bit I know but we're all you know sometimes we do shitty things sometimes we do good things but sometimes the shitty thing is because it's a reaction to something else and, and you know we're, we're, we're all just trying to find our way aren't we all under a lot of pressure at the minute what with the, you know, the cost of living crisis and 
all manner of other stuff. So it's a mad. It's a, it blows my mind that we're not all fighting in the streets in our underpants, just kicking off proper Lord of the Fly styling. You know, we're all doing a very good job keeping it together. So like little pat on the back to all of you. We haven't thrown the telly through the window yet. We've all we're all keeping it together and trying to make sure we do our bit to, to look after our loved ones and our friends and everyone around us and you know people we see around and about the place so I think credit where it's due everybody well done well done for keeping it together uh, so uh, yeah so this podcast this episode um, again was with uh, just a, a smashing dude uh, Paul Tonkinson so let's get on with it again shall we let's, let's get on with it let's have a listen to Paul so coming up in a minute it's Paul Tonkinson a lot can happen in the next three years like a chatbot maybe your new best friend but what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. A podcast from producer paul.co.uk. Insane in the membrane. Good to see you, Paul. You're good? I'm good, mate. Yeah, good to see you. Yeah, and you, mate. Good to see you. Thank you for doing this. I really appreciate it. Right, no, no, man. It's good fun. Why is it so funny to see you with your headphones on like that in a booth? I don't know why. <laughs> I think it's because I, I, like, I was like that. <laughs> <laughs> How many have you been today? This is the second one. So okay, right, it's not nice. too bad. Yeah, not too bad. It's nice. I, 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 it's nice talking to good people, though. So good, I enjoy good. it. Yeah, it's yeah. nice. Um, there's no big introduction. We just have a chat. It just, we just yeah, that's cool. It. That's fine. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Nice one, man. And I tell you what, I'm going to start with this. It's, it's still. I say this to you every time I see you. I think that it's still. I still find it surreal, having watched you on the TV throughout the '90s mm. and things like that. Mm. To then like, like chatting to you now and being at gigs with you and having spent time with you, I still, I still go fucking tonks man it's like imagine how hard it is for me how far i've fallen imagine if, I'd have, <laughs> if, only, I have, if only i could have predicted then that, that was a very that was a very peak of my endeavors um no, it's, do, do you know what when i think about those those uh times and i was lucky enough to do a fair bit of telly in the late 90s um and early, early 2000s it feels like another life now it's really weird i, I really enjoyed it 
um, I found it really, I found it quite stressful mm. um, and really intense. Um, and now I just, it feels like a sort of, I don't know, it, it, it really is like a sort of a sort of before and after thing. Yeah. Um, I, I did quite a lot in, in the late 90s, a Sunday show and MTV and whatever, and, you know, various various quiz shows and uh, ended up on The Big Breakfast. And um, But it sort of, it just feels like another bloke because I've changed so much. Yeah. Uh, and my life's changed so much. Um, and I'm so much, I'm so much happier now. <laughs> uh, that's, that's reality I love doing telly it was great I found it very stressful it's very stressful being on television a lot um, and it's sort of and I just had it came at a time in my life and I just had a couple of um, my kids were really young mm. um, so it's things like you know you'd, you'd have t you'd have two kids with chicken pox and the car would come for you at four in the morning to take you into to do the big breakfast and then you get in, you get in at, at one in the afternoon, and you couldn't really go and see him because you didn't want to get chicken pox. And do, do you know what I mean? It was yeah, that sort of yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it was a sort of collision of like new dadhood and new things that I, that I really wanted to make work. So it was sort of um, it was a bit it was it was a bit of a battle really. Mm. Um, but you know things like the Sunday Show, MTV was I did MTV every day for a year. I really enjoyed that. That was that was that was just really cool. You know, you just yeah. had lots of freedom to go and do whatever you wanted. Um, and and I've been on the circuit. It's funny because I did a podcast a few days ago with uh, Jason Manford, who's doing the thing about um, comics who've been on the circuit for like over twenty five years, um, which is a nice little idea. And it just makes you realise how long you've been fucking having <laughs> rounds. You know, I've been doing it. I've been full time since nineteen ninety three. So I'm Jesus. approaching nearly thirty years as a full time. Fan. And I did my first gigs in about nineteen eighty eight. Um, I mean, they barely had television then. You know, I've been around a long time. <laughs> a long time. Well, it was, um, uh, I, still, I still enjoy it. You know, what can I say? Well, it, it's one of those things. You, I always, whenever I used to watch the TV in the nineties, it was if if you or Gary Crowley were on it, you kind of went, "Oh yeah, this is going to be all right." I watched this. Oh, nice. That's very yeah. nice. That's very kind to say. Thank you. Thank it was you. like that. You were in that kind of. You were in that realm to me. You know, you, it was all. You know, it was, it was worth watching. Yeah. So. I'll take that. It's very kind. Yeah, yeah I'll man. take that. There was a time when I was when I was considered slightly cool. I tell that to my kids now. They just don't believe it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> They're just like what? But you'll um, never be cool to your own kids. Like my my boys, they're getting it a bit now. Now they're up, they're like they're thirty and twenty five, so they're kind of oh, right. okay, cool. so they're kind of getting it. But even but they're still, you're never going to be cool. You're never well, going to be. Not, you know, not my, my kids. My kids are a bit younger than yours. They're sort mm. of uh, 23, 22 and nineteen. And my 19-year-old came to see me do a, a set at the comedy store. And that felt... They've all come to see me at the store, but it felt... Because he's a bit sort of like... Um, he's a bit sort of not gangster, but he's a bit like... He's a bit sort of... He's, 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 he's into hip-hop and... B, he's a b-boy culture and... Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Smokes a lot of weed. It's very much a world into itself. Do you know what I mean? Like YouTube channels and loads of stuff that I don't really understand. But it was undoubtedly cool to get him and his mates in free to the comedy store. And then I did a little oh, yeah. routine. I did a little routine basically about him and his mates. <laughs> and um, and then afterwards, just on stage, when I was on stage, I was like, and he's here tonight. And I gestured to him and everyone looked at him and cheered him. And, I mean, that's cool, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> that is cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. As long as you have a good gig, it was like, um, what you don't want is your kids seeing you die on your ass. <laughs> <laughs> that's not good. I took my, I took my son to... Um, 
when my eldest was about uh, early 20s, he was about, he was, he was about 19, I was supporting uh, McIntyre on uh, his arena tour and they came to see me at the O2. Um, and don't worry, I, I had a good gig, it was fine. But before the gig, he was watching everyone come in and it was like 15,000 people, whatever. And he just he just started having a panic attack. He just thought, he just, right. he just thought, he just felt the pressure so much. The idea, the, the idea of dying in front of your kids is horrendous, isn't it? You know I mean? Even for him, the thought of me dying was so horrendous. It was all he could do to say. He was just literally having a panic attack. I was like, my wife was texting me saying, George is freaking out. I was like, tell him not to worry. It's going to be okay, you know. But for your kids, it must be very hard to see your dad out there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Have your yeah, kids yeah. ever seen you? Yes, yeah. yeah. There was that, there was a time. Yeah, it's a fun yeah, my eldest when he was learning to he was a he was at dance school in Enfield and and then all of his mates just arrived at this gig I was doing in Stratford. Like it was like it was wow. about fifteen of them. And they all piled in. I think mm. it was Quincy's gig. They all piled in and they're all still on the bar. And every and they're all they they like they're very kind of they like they they were all sort of ute at back you know back then. Well, that, that's like my lad because he studies yeah. dance and he's studying street dance. Yeah, yeah, he's same. Stratford, yeah. So yeah, it's a similar thing. Yeah. yeah. So it was all that. So they all came in, and then every time every time I said anything, they were like, "Whoa!" They're all spinning around <laughs> and like slapping the floor. And like cool. no, like massive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, cool. cool. Yeah, and, and you and, and that's cool, isn't it? That's yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. So yeah, I think yeah, I'll go back on what I said. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I've seen, cool. the, seen the dad. Um, I've seen the dad at work controlling rooms in front of loads of people who think he's really funny. I mean, that can that can only help. You know? Yeah, <laughs> that can only did help. You, yeah. <laughs> did you yeah. find it difficult? I know I did with because I had my kids at the beginning of the nineties, and the nineties mm. is now people talk about it in a way that they people talk about the 60s you know that kind of mm. hedonism was at an all-time high like we had the late 80s that's when it sort of kicked in mm. and mm. did you find it difficult to balance that because we all got involved but did you find it very mm. difficult to balance that with being a parent as well because i know i i did what like, sort of head, hedonism and going out and stuff. yeah I just yeah, yeah, like, yeah yeah no no I, all i can say is um is is that there was a bit of crossover do you know, mm. <laughs> there's a crossover of, of hedonistic impulses. Do you know what I mean? There was a bit of like I wasn't quite ready. I sort of had kids um, as a way to sort of as an accelerant to growing up, kind of thing. Right. Do you know what I mean? I'm so, I almost in my life, I've always I've sort of got married, had kids. Almost as like that. I knew it was the right thing to do, and I knew that in the process of doing it, I would grow up. Uh, and so. I think you stop. You're like going out, going clubbing. All there was a there was a little bit of that. There's a little bit mm. of sometimes when you've been when you've been out all night, sort of raving and stuff, and then you've got to look after a kid in the morning, uh, a baby or whatever. That those things get it, it gets so incongruous. You just stop going out. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You stop doing those things. That's that. That's what it was like. But there was a, there was definitely a bit of crossover. Um, I mean, uh, and there's also a bit of that. Um, there's a bit of that now. I mean, I go to the parties. I'm 53. And we're all we're all like old we're all like old ravers. Yeah. Um, and I I I don't do drugs like that anymore. I just no. don't. But some of my mates do, and that is, it's still like this, yeah. We find it so hard to let it go. <laughs> I, I, think, I think generationally, with, with the generation who like, um, we find it very hard to let it go. Let 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 the day go. We're, we're like yeah. back in the day. It's almost like we leave them no area to rebel in. It's like 
call this a rave. Back in the day, we used to fucking uh, call these drugs. We used to do proper drugs, proper, proper drugs, you know. It's like we don't leave them anything. I remember this tune when it first came round. Yeah, yeah. We always start to trample on their vibe. It's like I think it's, I think we need to just not just just go to the sidelines a bit more gracefully sometimes I and let them so. take over. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah, like, yeah, uh, yeah. Don't, don't worry, they are claiming it. They're going out all the time and having a great laugh. But do you know what I'm saying about our generation? It's like. This back yeah. in the day, this mythical back in the day, you know. Yeah, it's and when like, you think uh, back to it, you go, when you really think of it, you go, a lot of the time you just stood in some some murky, damp, yeah, 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 yeah. shit hole. <laughs> yeah, couldn't come get home and you're there like, shit. Yeah. <laughs> I've stood around at, yeah, Trafalgar Square waiting for the night bus yeah. or whatever, just yeah. freezing how, how cold. Sort of, uh, how sort of timid you used to get when you were coming down. It's sort of like, how sort of, like, <laughs> just, it's vulnerable generally, you know. But my uh, yeah my yeah my turning point was when I was I had a load of mates back to my flat hmm. and I so the me and me and their mum had broken up and right. and I had my own flat and a load of mates came back to my flat and we were getting on it and and then I looked across and one of my mates was doing a line off of one of the boys' PlayStation games <laughs> and I went no nah, uh, nah, oh, no 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 that's that's the one. It's, 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 it's a collision. It's a collision. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's sort of boundaries because now we go to like, uh, we have generation, we have like um, cross generational parties. When we have a house party, all the kids' mates come and all, we, we all come as well. And there's drugs flying around everywhere. Um, but, um, you know, the, the, the old ones seem to be doing loads of like edibles and sort of gent- more gentle sort of things. But the youngsters are, you know, what, what I'm saying is, I'm not going to do Charlie with my kids or their no. mates. Do you know what I mean? I've got no interest. <laughs> but some people do. Some of my mates do, but I'm not. There's, there's, there's boundaries. Every yeah, boundary. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to. I'm not going to do that. Do you know what I mean? There's no. things. I'm, there's things I don't do. I don't want to get stoned with them. Really, to be honest, it's just I'm just not going to do that. But at the same time, they're going to know. You know, I've, I might have had an edible a couple of hours ago, and I'm a bit giggly. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'll do that with them, but I don't want to. I don't want to do the hard stuff. Do you know Can what I mean? You... I don't, I don't, you know, I don't think kids want to see their parents really off their tits. No, you know I, mean? I, can't, I remember yeah. seeing, yeah, when you were a kid, you see your mum and dad, had, they'd had a few. Yeah, and it was, yeah, you yeah. always felt a bit weird. It was always, oh, you know, like your mum, like, I remember we were at a house party of friends of the family and things, and yeah. mum and dad came in from the garden with mud on their knees where they'd been just pissed in the garden. Yeah. And they just came in and I'm like, oh, this is just weird. It's just weird. Yeah, so yeah, I, don't, don't, you, don't, you don't want to see that. No, I don't imagine racking up a few lines with the boys. It'd be but, fucking but, awful. Just on a, on a moral level, on an ethical level, I feel. Just everything. Just everything. Yeah. You've got to maintain um, some level of dignity. <laughs> you know, because <laughs> you know, I've always been very honest with my kids about about drugs, because it would have felt hypocritical not to. Do you know? yeah, and that, I think that's helped our, gen- our relationship. I always said, listen, I did it. These these are good things. Right? These are the down things. Good yeah. luck. You know, good luck to you. Try not to do too much, too much, whatever, you know, try to. Um, and I think, but I know some parents of uh, uh, sort of North, you know, North London, quite, quite successful people, mm. that sort of boundarylessness. There's no boundaries. It's like, I'll get my kids a bit of weed, uh, you know, or, or whatever, do you know what I mean? That's all. <laughs> I just never, I don't know whether that's a working class thing or a Northern thing. Or I just, I didn't, 
you don't, I just don't want my kids to see me like that. Do you know what I mean? I don't no. want my kids to see me off my tits, you know. I did it by accident yeah. once. There was a so a friend of mine. There was a, we it's met. Real confessions time, isn't it? It's yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why <laughs> we only. It was so we got we had we ended up at this. We went met up in Soho to have a drink in this pub, and then my son messaged to say, "Are you around, Dad?" I think it was his birthday or something like that. And I went actually, I'm at the Blue Post in Soho. If you want to come across, hmm. come and have a drink with us. So we have a few drinks, and then. His mate said, my, my mate I was with said, oh, there's a lock-in at the pub around the corner, around the back mm. of Carnaby Street. Right, we'll go around there then. So we all piled around there, and my eldest is having a great time. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm out having a great time, you know, pissed with Dad. We end up at this lock-in, and then my mate all night long, he's going, do you want a bit of that? I'm like, no, mate, no, no, I'm with the, with the boy. I don't want to do that. Anyway, a few drinks in, and then later on he goes, do you want a bit of that? And I went, oh, yeah, all right, all right. I'll have one just to keep me going, but, like, I just don't don't tell him. So I go across and I'm on this table and I do a bit and as I stand up, this guy stands up next to me and it's my son. Right. We both yeah, stood up. So secretly yeah. we'd gone off and gone, right, don't tell dad, right, don't tell him. Yeah, 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 and then yeah. we and we both looked at him and went, it was the most horrendous moment. <laughs> and we laugh about it now, but even now we're like, I uh, that's my it's, lowest it's a, point. It's a kind of dready, cringy it's like it's like They've seen you fall, haven't they? You yeah, know? yeah. I mean, there's a sense of, however, you, there's, there's a sense of fall of it. It's not, it's not something you're proud of, is it? It's something no. you succumb to. Do you know what I mean? It's something <laughs> yeah. you, at, at our age, do you know what I mean? It's something you surrender to. My kids, like, they call it the packet, don't they? Well, yeah, we're getting into packet. Everyone's got some packet. Um, and it's like, that's, I know they're going to do it, but, and I can't judge them because of what I did, but I just don't want them to, I am father. Do you know? Yeah, it's, it's yeah, like, yeah. It's like, it's like my lad today, my youngest, um, he was, he's, he's, he's a dancer and he's, get, he's starting to get a bit of work, which is great. Mm. And he was working late last night and this morning. Like, I made him some breakfast and he had a day's filming to go to. And then when he went, he went, oh, see, see you later, mate. Um, and I nearly texted him. <laughs> and I'm definitely going to have a word with him because it's like, I don't want him to call me mate. And I, yeah, yeah. I know he's trying to show affection and that's great. And I love him to death, of course. And I don't even want him to, he doesn't have to say, see you later, see you later, pops. Or whatever. <laughs> just, just don't call me mate. Do you know, <laughs> just whatever it is, don't call me mate. So that's a, that's a conversation we will have later. Oh, which he understands, do you know what I mean? No, I know, because I, I know, yeah. It's funny, because I've, I've referred to my sons as mate. All right, mate. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess, yeah, yeah. but yeah, to get it back would be weird. It, it's sort of, you want them to be able to confide in you. But um, I, I don't want to sound too traditional, but there has to be some sort of leadership, slight separation going on. Do you know yeah. what I, 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 maybe, to, maybe to be serious a minute, it's with, with me and my youngest, because with me and him, it's like um, I found it hard to find that separation with him. Because mm. the eldest, it came naturally. My daughter, it came naturally. But my youngest, I feel so close to him. Um, it's almost like... I find it hard to get a boundary with my kids. I feel so close to it. I feel so, if, if he wins, if he gets a gig, I feel so proud. If there's a problem, yeah. I feel so enmeshed in it. Do you know what I mean? It's sort of, it's quite hard to find that, to find that boundary, isn't it? Do you yeah. Know what I mean? it's, it's, as much for, for me as for him. Do you know? Obviously, I'm in there with him in his life, but for me to retain some rationality over it, so I can give decent advice or some sort of, to be yes. solid. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's to give that solidity, you know? Um, yeah, that's it. Because if, if, if there's something going on previously, I have struggled with it. If he's been down, I've been really down with him. And you don't really need that, do you, from your, from, from your dad? You need no. him to, 
to give you a sense of solid perspective and the chance of a lift as opposed to someone who's in there with you feeling really you know what I mean I know exactly what you mean well my my lad because he's he's studied my youngest is studying music at BIM and he's and he keeps he gets his student loan and then he and then he just spunks it and then you're going and then you're going you've got to just I know this is really difficult, but you've just got to pace yourself when you get it. He goes, I know, Dad, I know. And then he, see, he goes, I'm just like you, aren't I, when it comes to money? And I went, fuck, yeah. <laughs> and I didn't know what to say. And <laughs> up, hands up. <laughs> well, well we, we've got the problem at the moment of um, my son is, uh, and my daughter have got our, um, they're on our account for like Uber. Right. Uber Eats. You know, so we're constant. they're like the digital aristocracy. We're constantly saying, don't get, don't get, and then, and then, and then it, like, it comes in after weekend. This sort of this this list of like Uber Eats and Uber. <laughs> you know I mean, it's like another aristocracy, isn't it? It's like yeah. just like wherever you want to go. It's like, but I've said to my wife, get get them off the account, get them, get, get them off the account. You know yeah, what I mean? well, you know, it's yeah. like you know, with all the will, the best will in the world. You like if your dad had given you a credit card and gone right, well, you, of course you're a you're you're, yeah. you're away. Do you know what I mean? But. I mean, uh, uh, for my daughter, if she's out in town, I, I prefer her to get an Uber then. Do you know what I mean? You, yeah. you, want, you, want, you want to protect them, but just don't abuse it. Do you know what I mean? This yeah. is like 6 p.m. Uber. What are you doing to get <laughs> six? Do you know I mean? this, is, this, is, this is early in the morning emergencies only. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so, this is what I'm going to say. It's an ongoing battle. I had it with my sons. Was uh, They were really good, actually. I had my iTunes account and before right. Spotify and everything, and, and then I was like, right, here's the iTunes you have what you want, but you know, don't take the piss. And they were really good. Like they'd message mm, and go, Dad, can I have a song? Dad, can I have an album? And I was yeah, like, Yeah, that's nice. So they actually yeah, yeah. they were they've they're really good lads. They've almost gone, right, I don't actually want to be like Dad. I want to be the opposite. That's and not right. be a that's, yeah. That's so inspiring. <laughs> Just yeah, I don't want to be that. I want to be this. And it was like, well, it's, it's gonna be really interesting. And your kids are a bit further along than mine, how this generation uh reacts to our generation of parenting. Because I, I I think uh, my generation reacted to, uh, on, to varying or lesser degrees, a bit of a harsher uh, parental model of yeah. like seen but not heard. Uh, you do what you're told. I, mean, I don't think my parents' generation were having chats about um, what good parents they were or how to be a better parent. No, do you know. What I mean? But uh, we've been a bit more conscious about that as a generation, haven't we? And the yeah. messages we give to our kids, and, and ultimately. Um, a lot more indulgent as well. You know, we listen to them with less judgment around drugs, behaviour, etc. Yeah. And I wonder, it, it's quite it's a bit of a social experiment, isn't it? It's going to be interesting to see how, how they respond. Do they go more? Do they go more traditional again? Or do, do, I think they seem socially very conscious, very like um, you know, they're very cool around sort of racism and gender mm. stuff. Really progressive in, in ways that are fantastic. But the, you know. The sex thing seems a bit weird. Whenever you talk to them about it, because of it, I've had so much porn and all that. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I feel a bit of a. I feel like my generation's failed a bit to police that. It was almost impossible to do so to stop that torrent. Yeah, that tsunami yeah. of porn. <laughs> <laughs> what, do you know what, I mean? what can we do? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Stop it. Um, yeah. Well, I think that came from the fact that we didn't have it growing up, and so it was a. If some, it was always someone had stolen a video off one of their dads, or someone had found some, or the magazines famously mm. that we used to find. And mm. so, whenever we found anything like that, it was always like, oh, it was this thing. And exactly. we knew the struggle that we'd gone to to get 
to get mm. that little bit. And I think so once porn became openly available, there was a yes. moment at the beginning we were kind of like, oh yeah, that's oh yeah, you haven't got to go, you haven't got to find mucky books yeah, in, yeah, the, yeah. in the bushes. But in the, yeah, I know what you mean. Now it's this just you're two yeah, clicks we, away we, from utter filth, and you're like, hold on a minute. We didn't we didn't think about the the effects. The no. Effects of- no. You know I mean, and I, and I do think both. I do think uh, both uh, boys, girls, young men, young women are both suffering from that. From that mm. expectation, do you know what I mean? From what that that, that that generates. You know, I think I think it's a very, I think that and social media just generally have, have uh, compounded to provide a unique set of challenges for them. Do you know what I mean? The, no, the, absolutely. It's it's, uh, it's it must must. If you think when when you know, when we were back in the day. Um, <laughs> You had your mates, didn't you? You had a set of mates. You had like, you know, however big that was, you know, six, eight mates or whatever. You just and you went out as a gang. You had a laugh, and that was that was your world then, wasn't it? That was what yeah. you related to. But but now it's literally everyone in the world and Instagram and constant comparison. I mean, we we struggle to do with it as adults. Imagine yeah. being like fifteen and you're smoking this weird weed that affects your brain, and you're watching loads of porn as. I mean, it's just a, it's a recipe for disaster. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There is, there is. I, and I, this is where, like you've just said it, you, you start to think you sound like some old curmudgeon, but Mm. there is too much of everything now. Yes. Uh, Everything is widely available all the time, 24 seven. Whereas when we were kids, shops weren't even open on a Sunday. Sundays were the worst Mm. day because there was nothing to do. But that's the thing. They don't don't get to experience boredom, do they? It's like, Sunday it was like, Nothing happened. Nothing on telly, and it was shut for religious reasons. But half half of the people in the country weren't even religious. You were no. just like it was just a day of boredom. But there's something quite interesting about boredom, isn't it? Because then you you think about stuff and you get comfy with yourself. You kind of, I mean, we didn't even play with mates really on a Sunday. We were sort of just round the house or in the garden, just not really doing much. And yeah, kids never experience boredom now, do they? So you never, right. and that's. You know, they're saturated with. I mean, I struggle with it myself. Social media. It's like I get up on the morning, and I, I normally just I just click into like Twitter, the news, whatever. And um, I'm I'm getting better at it now. But there's been periods before I've been having a row with someone before I've got, even got out of bed. <laughs> I've, I've been rowing with a stranger pre-breakfast, you know, who, who I'll never meet. You know, yeah, you know yeah, yeah, I mean? yeah, and just. It's, it's so combative and weird and <laughs> so much content constantly. Do you know what I mean? To the point, I actually, because I, I, like, for so for the podcast and for various other things that we're doing, I was saying to producer Paul that does this with me, I was like, it's going to get, it's now to a point, I have to, like, put aside, I'm going to have to put aside a day to start doing social media and treat it like a job because mm, mm, there's so much mm. to promote and so much to do. Yes, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's just, you just, you yeah. wake up and then you're like, oh, I've got, to, I better plug that. Oh, I better mention that. Yeah. I better, and then, it, and then someone else will go, oh, you don't, you don't tweet enough or you don't know. So tweets and, and you're like, mm. it's just, I, I get, I keep, I'm, and I know this again, this might make me sound like an old prick, but I keep fantasizing about living in a house in the woods with a dog and a yeah, truck. Of course, yeah, but I mean, I mean, at least if you can use social media professionally, that's that's great and sort of mm. justifiable. But I'm just because I like to, um, I don't like to like play to like an echo chamber or feel like an echo chamber. So, so I accept all views and stuff. It, it, it's like you're ingesting chaos. Do you know, <laughs> it's just, like, it's just, it's so. There's, there's no rest in it. Do you know what I mean? It's just like 
And, yeah. and that's a weird thing, I think, for, 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 for you professionally, when you have been advised to push stuff on social media. We're, we're being measured by metrics uh, on mediums that we know aren't good for our mental health. So, yeah. do you know what I mean? Twitter, it's ama- there's amazing things to it, but again, it's like something you surrender to, isn't it? You surrender to social media and then you do your little gerbil wheel of whatever it's Twitter, Facebook, news, blah, blah, blah. And then you put, and then you throw it away an hour later and you've just been lost in the meantime. Yeah. And, and it's just, yeah. it's a permanent agitation, isn't it? It's well, like you just said, it is, it's, it's definitely like you open your laptop and it's just, ah, ah, shouting and hollering and fireworks going off and fighting. And it's like, a, yeah, it's yeah. like the end of Bugsy Malone where, the, where they're all fighting. <laughs> and then you shut your laptop again and it's like, Whoa, fuck. And you look around your, your house and... It's Jesus. so hard to resist though, isn't it? It's just there yeah. to scratch constantly. Do you know what I mean? So, I, I've tried to read more. I'm trying to read more, but I get yeah, yeah. a couple of paragraphs in and I'm like, I wonder what's happening I, on... My, my rule with social media is I'll, I'll only use it when I'm conscious. When I'm asleep, I'll stay off it. And I find that hard. I find that difficult. I try and read as well. I mean, it's that kind of... You know, if I'm writing on something, it's that sort of, it's that deep work. It's that deep work, isn't it? And and you can only do that when you're untethered. You've got to you've got to throw it away for a bit and really get into it. Yeah. And also, that's that's why stand up's great, isn't it? As well, because when we're on stage, um, we're not on social media, and other people aren't as well mm. on the whole. And you're just involved in this in this pure uh, connection that sort of helps you see the ridiculousness of things. There's something very very healthy about being a comedian isn't yeah. it and experiencing that and giving it to others and just feeling that even though of course you come off stage and everyone's you know tweeting about it <laughs> 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 but for those but for, for that period on stage it, it, it's it it remains um consistently pleasurable and yeah. surprisingly pleasurable even though i've been doing it for like 30 years it's uh it's it's that the, the pleasure you get from it the feeling of connection is is, is oh it's yeah it's, it's, it's on time you know yeah, it's incredible. I've I've actually mm. said this recently. I'm more at home on that stage doing the 20 minutes I'm doing or whatever or however long it mm. is than I am the rest of the time because I'm not worrying about bills, I'm not worrying about mm. anything. I'm just mm. worrying about mm. making the people laugh at that moment. And it isn't even a need. I don't even need to do it. It's not like I'm like, oh yeah, look at me, all eyes on me. It's mm. like like you've literally just said it's like I'm a, I'm out of the chaos for a, for 20 mm. minutes. Mm. I've got to worry well, about you're, it. you're very you're very comfortable on stage, and uh, and and it really shows that Thanks, that's, that that feeling that that, that that you transmit. I mean, comedians are context, aren't they? It's like we're context within which things happen. Most of it's stuff that we generate, but also some sometimes people shout, something's happened. So we you know, we're just we, yeah. we, we're context for for this for this time, and uh, and you do that very well. You're real. You're really. Uh, easy watch people do it differently don't they but you're very you're a very comfy easy yeah e- e- easy watch and it, and it relaxes the crowd to see you looking so thanks mate that's great but i i always think that stand-up is um i see it as almost existing beyond time uh, i almost see it as like uh something that that doesn't exist in the normal stratosphere of time because a minute can can feel like it lasts forever if it's going badly yeah oh, and God, yet yeah. It can fly by if it's going really well i, I just think it's sort of it's almost like time added on to life. Do you know what I mean? It's just yeah. there's something about it that's so intense to experience as a comedian. And you're literally living second to second out there. There's yeah. something so uh, beautiful about it. I did a couple of gigs um, 
last week, I was in um, I was in Manchester. I've been up north doing loads of gigs for the week, which is something I rarely do because I, I really like being at home as I get older. I just love being at home, and I find it very uh, draining to be away from home and sort of just sort of sort of wasting time during the day. Yeah, I had two gigs on um, Sunday in Manchester, and they were real like sort of solid working class Manchester crowds. There was one at Holland Social Club, and then one in Prestwich. Um, and the and it, it, they're the kind of rooms that you don't get into when you're in London because a bit more it's a bit more middle classy or a bit younger or whatever. These mm-hmm. are like people between like fifty and seventy really. Um, and I, I I just had some I just had great gigs and and the laughter the unself conscious laughter that sometimes you get from working class crowds who really just go for it off the bat. And there's something about me even though I've lived up north for so long. Uh, live down south or so and when I go back up north I just feel a bit more just slightly comfy comfier yeah. there's something a bit more about returning <laughs> um, and, and the pleasure that those gigs give you it's 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 really uh, it, it's solid soul nutrition isn't it I mean it yeah. really it carries you for a few days even now and I've been doing it for, for 30 years do you know what I mean yeah, and the yeah. it was like 200 people in a room but the laughs and you get into the roles of the laughs and it's just yeah, it's just uh, very. Not many people get that at work, do they? No, <laughs> just, <not> really. <laughs> it's so unusual. You, you, you know, my mates. I've got. I know a lot of successful people who do very, very well, but they don't get that. You know, no. and it's uh, and it's it's hard to. You say you don't need it, but that's still very hard to give up, isn't it? Oh, definitely. Yeah, when you put it that way. Yeah, it's funny when you get messages from people that. They, and they like last week. I did this gig in Milton Keynes, and it was mm. it was it's one of those gigs where it was just it was electric. Mm. Everyone mm. it just built up this this surge of energy, and we all just left just buzzing. And we're walking yeah, out. Yeah. We all walked out together out through the car park out to the, and we were just all just fizzing with excitement. We yeah. so we all each and every one of us had had a really good time. And there was mm. a group of group of women, and they went, "Do you know what? We really needed that." And you're like, mm. oh yeah, that's that's interesting. Mm. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Uh, again, they'd been taken out of there, whatever's going I, on with I, them for a moment. I, I, absolutely, it's that sort of thing of like, there's something because basically, I do club comedy. I've toured a little bit, but I prefer clubs. There's, mm. And part of that is because I get to chat with other comics, and that's one thing that I really learned uh, during lockdown. I don't really hang around with comics too much when I'm not working. I've got, I've, I've always had a big bunch of mates who've got nothing to do with with stand-up comedy. Yeah. Um, but I like most comics uh, because there's a sense of uh, just, 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 there's a kinship, isn't there? We yes. understand it. You know what I mean, from the best to the worst, we understand what it is to be scared about going on stage or to feel threatened or to have a good gig or whatever. And, and there's, there's an understanding of that. And during lockdown, uh, you realised how singular a, a pursuit it is as well because yeah. you were surrounded by people say. What's the matter? Just do something else. Or, yeah. What you want? What you, just do something else. <laughs> and it's like you, we really missed it. Uh, but I also really miss just hanging around in uh, green rooms with comics. It's just a laugh, isn't it? It's just yeah. you just get each other. You just and it's good to to feel understood. Yes. Because during lockdown we weren't really, and that's okay. No, we can't all understand each other. But this idea of like, what you want to just do something, it wasn't wasn't really like people just don't understand it, did they? Make no. you realize. How, how distinct it is a thing to do, you know. Um, and also how unemployable you were in other areas. <laughs> I, 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 really, I, I thought, because I couldn't do Zoom gigs, it just, I felt, it just oh, felt too bleak. Yeah. It felt, 
if you had to do them fine and whatever, some people found a way of making work. But I couldn't even do Zoom socially. It just, I just found it too sad. You know, we'd have like, we had some like, with mates, we had some Zoom quizzes. <coughs> yeah. It was like, it was like, it was like a really sad edition of Mock the Week with mates, wasn't it? And you all had to wait to speak. And all. it was just so, I just couldn't do it. Nah, I almost like crying, honestly, I just could not do it. Um, so I thought, I'll just do something normal. Just, just, I just want to contribute, you know. So I went to the local supermarket uh, and I said, I just really want to work in the supermarket for a few months. And I'm getting my CV and stuff. And uh, I realized pretty quickly. They, they don't want standard comics working at supermarkets because no. <laughs> you'll just give the boss grief away. They don't want, do you know, do you know what I mean? And then I, um, and then I worked in a, um, in a, uh, in, in, in a, in the NHS, in a hospital for a little bit. I did, I did some volunteering, delivering, uh, delivering uh, meds to like COVID wards. Cause I wanted to be where it was all happening. So yeah. and it was really dramatic and I enjoyed it. And you got, you put on all the gear and all that it was all, but you realized how unsuitable you were for normal work because you'd be joking all the time so like it was, it was like it was about 10 days in and they said to me how are you doing um i said i'm really enjoying it you know i feel really comfy and uh, i'm really looking forward to like maybe doing some operations <laughs> and, uh, and they, they, they looked at you like you were just insane for even <laughs> even joking about it you know because oh, oh, i worked in the meds thing it was like uh, i was there when all the vaccines were coming through and there's been vaccines everywhere. This is when no one could get all the vaccines. And I was saying to people, we can make some serious money. Why don't we? Do you know, I was just joking, but yeah. it made you realize how different we were because they were, we, it was serious business. And they looked at you, they, it wasn't just they didn't get, get it. They just thought you were just, like, it's like you're an alien. Do you know yeah. what I mean? They just didn't get it at all. It was, it was, it was fascinating, wasn't it? That I was really lucky that I ended up working at my mate's t shirt place. He had an online t shirt shop. Right. Okay. Yeah. Very you know, sort of tattoo print. SRS clothing. Good lads. And um, yeah. and they they went. Look, we need someone to do the printing. You want to just come and do this. And so, because I was with mates, and we were all kind of sectioned off with each other. Yeah. It didn't feel like I was working. I was there. Yeah, I was yeah, doing. Yeah. It was good. Um, I don't know how much money I cost them with all the fuck ups I made, but <laughs> <laughs> but it, it it really made you envy people's jobs didn't it i yeah, mean God, I, yeah. I was so envious of anyone with a job and just yeah, wanted to yeah. just contribute or just have something to do do you know what i mean just because it was so oh god you know, the, the, the great awfulness but what a joy what what a joy and it's weird this um thing that's happened recently with um with the queen dying and stuff because before it happened i felt that it just got back to just really back back do you know what i mean i was mm. starting to get more gigs midweek and i don't know it just yeah. all felt really coming this it's really solidly back now it's it's coming you know september's not a great time for it to to happen to stand-ups is it for the gigs a couple of gigs get cancelled yeah more, you know what I mean? it's starting to feel really super healthy i'm sure it'll spin back straight away i'm sure it'll be fine but it was yeah. um you know the, the circuit's very resilient to return to your point about the women who needed it i think the circuit's very resilient because people are constantly surprised by what a good time they have yeah at a comedy gig because they might not know the act on the bill but it's a very competitive hierarchy within stand-up comedy and and everyone just wants to get laughs it's not an indulgent atmosphere which is no. what i really as well and and it's just people laugh hard for two hours at a variety of different people with different perspectives yeah and, and lo and behold it's surviving and thriving you know because, yeah 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 I think, it's good money you know i think it's I think especially now with 
because we're again with social media because we're so much more aware of things like mm. we always knew that like my i've said this many times on here like my i remember my dad cause my dad was my dad was a civil servant I remember him turning around and saying to me, he goes, look, the world is corrupt from the top down. Just mm. So you're always aware that that was happening. But now because everything's so out in the open, mm. we're mm. more, they go, like recently, like they were talking about the royal family and one side of the fence is people going, oh, but she did so much great. The royal family do this, they do that. Then you've got the mm. other side of people going, yeah, but they fucked everybody and they're fucking mm. you over mm. again. And it goes mm. back to that constant mm. chaos. And I think sometimes I miss sort of being aware of things but not having it in your face like you you knew you were getting yeah. fucked somewhere but you didn't know by who really yeah everyone's got to have a hot take haven't they mm. uh and i i'm sort of i'm right down the middle so like with the royal family it's just like i see it as quite absurd and stuff but but i quite like it as well i just i just quite like it as an aspect of what makes our society a little bit peculiar not everything has to make sense you know because life doesn't always make sense and to me it's just they, they make the country a bit richer and more more colorful they're an example of something i'm quite i'm, I'm not going to be i'm not going to queue you know i'm not going to be in the queue for nine hours but no. i'm not going to judge the people who are in the queue um and it's just i think sometimes you lose our sense of just tolerance of difference on both sides from the left and the right do you know what i mean it's just mm. like we've always got to i just find I, I find myself just in the middle of a lot thinking you know just 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 give give, give people a break a bit again that's twitter isn't it and it's sort yeah. of like uh extreme viewpoints get likes get clicks or whatever so 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 it it, it, it um it rewards shouting and extremism doesn't it you know yeah so, i think and people come on here and uh, i've had conversations with people and they're, and they're they get they worry that this is going to be this is a podcast that i in order to get people interested we're going to go from extreme views and get people clicking you know like clickbait and things like that and it's like no fundamentally this is a this is a mental health podcast and it's a mental health podcast for everybody so mm. regardless of what your views are really what i want everyone to do is just kind of take care of themselves and try and figure out where their place is in the world and try and be decent to everybody do you know what I mean? It's, I'm just, yes. Uh, yeah, so yeah, I yeah. try not to get. I mean, I've yeah. got my own views, and I find myself I'd, like then I, I could feel I was getting into it. I was like, no, 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 no. It's not about that. Let's let's bring it back a bit because I'll start ranting and raving about fucking yeah. things. Yeah, yeah, but, <laughs> but also, also, I think, I think people have lost um, the ability a little bit to just disagree agreeably do you know what i mean it's yeah. like i i have rows i sometimes i try and avoid rows on facebook and on twitter because it's just it's just absolutely pointless and it's just a waste of time and it's and i try i don't really talk about politics much if at all in my acts because it's a bit it's quite it's divisive mm. uh, and i kind of want to i want to unite people really so i keep it you know i chat about family and marriage and kids etc a lot a lot more but we've it's a very polarized um it feels very polarised at the moment, doesn't it? It feels yeah. there's a lot of anger. There's a lot of anger around, um, and I don't know how good that is for our mental health. I don't know how it sort of feels a bit, a bit pointless. A lot of it because a lot of it is things outside our control, you know. Mm. But that because I was thinking about this before the podcast because I am a very sort of centrist. I'm just I'm just very right down the middle and very I like to understand. Different, different points of view and stuff, but mm. but people like me, if everyone was 
at me, nothing would ever change. You know, <laughs> everyone would just be like understanding each other. <laughs> yeah, you're right. But there's a lot of, you know, it, it's funny. I, I, I think I mean we'll talk about it maybe a little bit without getting admired too much. And I thought in terms of like, it's almost something you don't want to talk about. But I think there's, there's been a rupture in the country post Brexit that we're still recovering from. Mm. Um, I think something happened around that time that traumatised a lot of people and led to various things rolling on afterwards and disputes and arguments. And uh, it sort of, It's like it sort of had to happen in a certain, maybe. I, I wish it hadn't happened, mm. but maybe it had to happen. Um, but all I can describe it as is it, just a sort of, just, just, just a rupture. I think stand-up helps you deal with it more because you get to see, you get to go around the country and you see yeah. different in different towns and how they relate to it, etc. Um, and you could see p- towns where people have voted for Brexit and they felt a bit judged because they voted for Brexit or people who, like, voted to remain. And it's just the, the, just the tribalism of it, you know. Um, but I think we're still recovering, basically, yeah. from that. You know? And it, I don't know how... I only mention that because I don't know how good it was for the nation's mental health. <laughs> <laughs> it, did, it did feel like a bit of a... You know, I know people, close friends who... Um, just obs- just became obsessed with it and were like trolling Farage and banned off Twitter and just 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 lost them just lost their minds you know and, yeah. it, and it had to be about more than Brexit it felt like it was bigger than itself I don't I, I don't understand it basically I, I don't yeah. understand it um, I'm just observing that we're still it feels like everyone set everyone just you know in everything like COVID masks not masks vaccines not masks it, it just everything feels like. Everyone got separated down the middle. Yeah. yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, this war, you know, this yeah. this war. Um, you know, I know guys who are on um, G- GB News, like some comedians on GB News, and uh, GB News has got a lot of different types of voices. It's got left wing and right and right wing voices, but I know some guys on it, and they see themselves as fighting a culture war. We are fighting. We're we're, we're fighting a war now, um, and there's people on the other side who think they're fighting a war as well, and. It's a bit weird, isn't it? <laughs> it's a bit weird. You know what I mean? It's a yeah. bit intense, isn't it? You know, and all the while, weird. yeah, and all the while, all this is going on. There's a, you know, the, the planet is getting to a point where we won't even be around for much longer. You're kind of going, yeah. Yeah, while I you mean, lot are fighting, you need to just take a look at what's happening. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, of course. Well, there's so there's there's, there's so much within and, and without our, our control, but it's just like the idea of that we've constantly got to define positions as if we're fighting a war. It's pretty exhausting, isn't it? Do you know what yeah. I mean? It's sort of because uh, because they they asked me to go on it, uh, and to be honest, I'd happily go on it. I'm fine. I'm fine with going on it, but I don't. I sort of I find it stressful going on telly, um, and I don't want to be part of that war. No, no. I don't want to. I don't want to fight war. <laughs> I want to make people laugh. I want to write books. I want to stay healthy. And because yeah. these guys, they get they're on Twitter constantly. They're, they're fight. They're they're engaged in this yeah. in this battle for ideas. You know. It's, that most of the country don't really care about. That's that's why it's interesting when you know things like this happen with Queen Elizabeth and uh, a lot of people are queuing and everyone's saying how mad they are and stuff. It, it's interesting that and people are surprised by their own country. Um, it's just interesting when that happens beyond the bubble, isn't it? There is a world beyond the social media bubble that most of the people are engaged in. Yeah. Uh, do you know what I'm saying? And that's stand-up's good because it keeps you it keeps you with one foot in that. You know. Yeah. And you're constantly reminded what people. But most people just do not care about these things, you know. Yeah, um, I know. And, pro- and progress will happen irregardless. It just happens. I think it just happens. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. 
But yeah, it is a lot of wasted energy. Just yeah, it feels it's, like it's always the same names, always the same names, having a go at this yeah, and the yeah, other. Yeah. And it, so that, so that's another reason why I get to a point where I'm like, like people say to me, "Oh, you're not plugging enough. You're not plugging your stuff enough." I'm like, mm. because every time I go on there, I see the same people shouting at the same people, and everyone's everyone's looking. Everyone wants to be the one that found the thing to be outraged about. They went, look what I yes, found in this old film from 50 years ago. You go, yeah, that's what they thought back then. But now they yeah, don't. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, that, I mean, that's one thing that, that I think most people can agree on, that um, that offence archaeology mm. is, is not productive. The idea of going, ba- of going back into people's lives. And, and I, think, I think my kids' generation are going to reject that. I mean, I've chatted to them about it. And they see it's... Uh, inherent it's inherently unfair isn't it to yeah. judge someone by what they thought when they were 16 17 or whatever when they're in their mid-20s it's just it's just unfair you know yeah. you have to let people grow up and make mistakes and but there is this kind of this this there's a viciousness to it you know yeah. but you have to be in social media because you're promoting mental health i mean you, and that's a good thing that's a good thing you have to be you've got to be, you've got to be the light in the darkness mate you've got to be the soul. you have to you have to but it's that, like we said earlier, when we lift your laptop, you open your laptop and just all the fists, it's like a cartoon fight just spinning around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah! You're like, oh, for fuck's sake, no. Yeah. yeah. But you're, it's, it's... you're, I mean, you're, you know, we're similar age. So how have you found it now that we're all opening up and talking about our mental health? Because mm. I, I know in your stand, I remember there was still one of my favourite, one of my favourite bits of yours is you dancing around as a kid. And your parents saying like, "Get your pajamas on, you go to bed." Oh, right, yeah, yeah. That one, and then suddenly they just, you woke up. Oh, I appeared to be in my pajamas. <laughs> just... Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Pajama, that, that was uh, I haven't done that for years and years, but that was a uh, that was pajama time. The bit yeah. I used to do about pajama, which I have fond. It was just a really, it was just a nice spirit. I mean, obviously, you know what preempted it, but actually being in your pajamas post bath. Yeah, oh, with God, a, yeah. With a, with a clean bed ticket, with a, with fresh sheets to get into on a Sunday night. There's something about Sunday nights, yeah, that um, that that was very enjoyable. That, but but yeah, my I mean that 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 routine sort of points towards it. But I mean, I had uh, I had a lot of violence when I was a kid. Basically, mm. there was a lot of violence around the house, um, and that's something that um, that that affected me. But, you realise how much it's affected you the older you get. At the time, you're just living your life, aren't you? So all the kids are very, they're very into survival. You yeah. get into survival mode. Um, but I had that for for years, um, and it made me uh, aware that I didn't want to repeat it. Yeah. So before I had kids, I had therapy, and oh, wow. because you because you don't want because you don't want to pass it on. That's our responsibility, isn't it? It's like yeah. That's sort of what I was hinting at generationally, but you can you can experience these things, but it's our responsibility not to pass on the same thing. We'll make, we'll, we'll make different mistakes. Um, oh, we call these drugs. We used to do. do you know, we'll make different mistakes, <laughs> but at least we're not we're not fucking batting them around or whatever it was. Do you know what I mean? And, and yeah. I think which is good. There's progress gets made generationally. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and in terms of in terms of mental mental health, it's sort of it affected me long-term in that I'm very aware of um, the possibility of violence. Do you know what mm. I mean? I'm very, like, I'm very attuned to like people who might kick off certain situations. I'm very, 
I'm very good at just melting into the background. I'm very there's positive and negative things about it, um, but it's it's you just have to deal with stuff that happens when you're a kid, isn't it? You've got yeah. to accept what happened, try and deal with it, and try and move on, and not be not perceive yourself as a victim of it. It was there's loads of great things about my childhood, but it was just that was a there was a, there was a constant. Um, my home was not safe. Oh, really? My family was not safe. So, so I think that's why I saw, I almost like uh, fetishize my family now. Mm. Um, the, the, the houses are safe. It's safe. You know, yeah. we, we, we've got a kind of house where kids come who've got problems with their own family and they, they live here for a bit. We've got, we're, we're, we're that house. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, we're the house. nice. And I really like it. I feel really... That's, that's almost, I think, my, my, you know, in terms of like achievements or whatever, it, it just feels like that, that's been massive for me. That journey from uh, chaos as a kid, loads of violence, dealing with that, going through it through therapy and various things, and then, tr- and then creating a safe, a safe functioning house with like three kids and a marriage that's working. This isn't easy stuff, do you know? <laughs> it no, takes, it doesn't. It takes a while. And it wasn't overnight, do you know what I mean? But, uh, you know, there have been stages in my marriage where it's been chaotic in different ways, but I've stayed with it and I'm glad I did. And I'm, mm. I'm, a, I'm a nice place now. As you get older, you, things, you tend to chill out a little bit, but, um, sorry, that was a bit of a rambling. No, 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 not at all. It's, it's, it's a bit of a rambling response to a perfectly innocent inquiry about, about pajama <laughs> time. <laughs> it was more about, it was more, it was more of like you said, it was the, it was what, it was the, 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 the setup to the joke. Yeah, yeah, because the sense of the joke involved, involved yeah. and that's how you sort of deal with it a little bit in your in your stand up a little bit, don't you? Some people deal with it more head on, uh, but with me, it's just it was just a little it, it was just a little thing. And also, you know, times change as well. So mm. generationally, it was more acceptable when you were a kid in the seventies, when you had kids in the seventies, um, and things things change now. Things have changed, and 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 it's better. You don't want to see kids getting hit like that. It's not good. No, no, no. So, um, so yeah, but there's it, 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 triggers everywhere, even even at this age. Um, if I have to wait for someone, um, I get a bit triggered by it, and it's mm. just being aware of it because I was used to waiting, and someone's going to come in, and it's not going to be a good scenario. So mm. you've just got to be onto yourself, haven't you? And just take yeah. a, take a breath and just like say, what was needed then is no longer needed now. You've got to learn new tactics for life and accept that. The world, my world now isn't as dangerous as it used to be, but no. it, it, goes, it goes deep. These triggers go deep. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? Because they happen yeah. for a long time, but it, it happens almost on a cellular level. You know, you've got to, I was chatting to someone the other day um, and they're having this therapy that uh, it's, it was, it's bio neuro uh, feedback therapy. Right. So it's looking at, their, it's looking at their brain. Um, it actually just takes uh, images of their brain. And, and they they'd had a similar uh, upbringing, and um, areas of their brain are just they've just developed in different ways. You've got to unlearn. It happens neurally, you know, because yeah. when you're like six, eight years old or whatever, your brain's still developing, of course. And so, and and they've got a lot of they've they've got a lot out of that. Uh, they found that really useful because talk therapy useful to a certain extent, but it doesn't get rid of that. Doesn't change your doesn't change your body doesn't, doesn't change your brain. Do you know what I'm saying? So, so this is this is a bit more practical. It's like your brain changed because of this happened, and we've yeah, all got it to yeah. a lesser degree. Things happen to everyone. Um, everyone, everyone. I write about this a little bit in my book. It's just like everyone has seems to 
no one escapes. Everyone has an experience or a series of experiences that that recalibrates how they view the world, that says the world might not be safe or fair or whatever it is. Do you know yeah. what happens? After which you've got to rebuild yourself. Do you know what I mean? We all get broken down to a certain extent. Yeah. And, and rebuilding can be... Some people never do it. Some people just, just remain a series of reactions and triggers and never... And, but if you want to really heal yourself, you've got to take your time, think about it, and the, the various therapies are available. But this brain feels like it's just it's quite expensive. <laughs> so, yeah. so, with the, so, so with the cost of living, it might be either like, you know, heat the house or sort my brain out. Do you know what I mean? But in the meantime, stand-up is a very healing thing for us, isn't it? Because oh, definitely. It gives us an awful lot. Do you know what I mean? Well, and, and through stand-up, I've got to meet, some really interesting people like yourself and and then we talk about our experiences and then you go mm. oh yeah yeah that was the same like you're just talking now about what you experienced as a, as a kid mm. and i'm like yeah yeah it was pretty wasn't it was a weird mixture of my parents we never went without we always had we always mm. had things mm. we were always fed but there was that air of kind of yeah any minute one of them might lose their temper about something or you you might something might happen and so it got to the point i never wanted to i was i was always out and i was i stayed out right. as long as i could because yeah. it was more fun being out than going home and being told off and you've yeah, done yeah, this yeah, you've yeah, done yeah. that and then that worrying that you've upset someone just by being there that's exactly the opposite of what being at home should be isn't yeah it? i mean it's just like you should want to go home home should be a place of safety home yeah. is like it's like where you go, they have to take you in. It's just like that prodigal son thing. It's just like you're, you're safe now, and and that's what I've always want, wanted to give. You, 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 you know, my kids or, or anyone who comes in. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but but it's, it's 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 hard to it's hard to. But what you find, it's very easy to recreate chaos in another way around your house by getting really drunk all the time or whatever. Yeah. Just like just to feel safe at home and be and and, and, and radiate that. It's uh, it, it, it's ongoing. That's all I can say. Oh, yeah. we're, we're getting there, but it's ongoing. You know, well, it's like my um, youngest. Yeah, go on, go on. No, 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 go, go for it. You're saying you've got youngest. I was just saying my young. I remember. So my youngest is 25, and we've only now started to like when I see him, we have a few pints and we have a nice time. Mm. But for years, he was like, I was like, oh, I remember when he turned 18, and I was like, oh, I'll take you out for your, for a pint. And he went, no, nah, you're all right. I don't, I don't really. And it wasn't until later on we got talking, and he said, oh, it was just like. There was, a, there was a night I'd come in and I was mm. drunk and I they were in, the lads were in bed and I went in and I was jumping on the bed and I was mucking around. And then, uh, and I didn't realize that that had put my son off drinking. He was like, he was, I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't handle it, dad. I couldn't. I was like, you were, he said, I know you weren't, you were mucking around. He said, but it terrified me. He right. said, and it, and it yeah. put me off for ages. And you're like, I guess it goes back to what you're saying. It's like, now it's like when they, when they, yeah, I want them to know that if anything happens, they can come to me. Mm, and I'm, mm. I'm like, it goes back again to what you said about not doing drugs with your kids because there has to be a level of mm. I need to be able to depend on you on a certain make, level. Yeah, you, you, you've got to make them feel safe. Yeah. I think, I, think, I think that's the biggest gift you can give them. It's like safety. But I can imagine when the kids are saying, you're quite a big bloke, aren't you? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you, you yeah, yeah. Quite a force of nature <laughs> when I'm pissed. <laughs> yeah, of course. And you quite, I, I imagine you, 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 uh, 
you're, you're, it feels to me like, I don't know you particularly well, but it feels like you've gone through a transformation from a guy who was uh, capable of looking after themselves, do you know what I mean, mm. as well, and maybe willing to do it um, into a bit more, your current manifestation, which is a bit more conscious and softer in, in a good way, do you know what I mean? Yeah, you, you're yeah, quite definitely. tough, I think. You, you can be quite a tough guy, and you've gone through a bit of a change. And, and that's great, isn't it? That's all yeah, we can do, isn't yeah. it? Try and, try and just get better. But all, this is a roundabout say, a way, say, a roundabout way of saying of like, you know, 10 years ago, if you were jumping up and down on my bed, I think it'd be really scary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, God. Oh, Dad. Oh. Dad's home. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boys. <laughs> but there's that thing of like, um, I remember watching a game of football when uh, we were away on holiday at an all-inclusive uh, in Sicily game, um, and we were getting really drunk. And uh, I support Man United, and we were playing Chelsea in a European Champions League final. And uh, and it was a penalty shootout, and it was really tense. And, uh, and United won, and I was just like lost my mind, and I, and, and, and I, I sort of like had my son on the floor, and sort of picked him up, and I was like, <laughs> "Make you on the floor," and the look on his face was like. Honestly, we don't need we don't need to get quite. Do you know when you take it too far? You just you just, yeah. such, just they don't want to. You know, I find it hard to I find it hard to watch football with my kids. You know, what I mean? yeah. they they see the side of me when we're watching football. It's just like they look at me like, all right, do you know? What I mean? uh, yeah, <laughs> I know. But it's it's difficult. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. As you go, like you say, as you go along, you're learning and you're always. I don't think yeah. there's any, I've said this before on here, there isn't a destination to any of this either. There's no, no kind no, of, no. I'm going to be, process. It's process. process yeah. forever until you're not here anymore. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Trying to just, uh, I find it as I get older, I'm getting a little bit better at that. I mean, I, I, I sort of, my, my, I, I still occasionally get disproportionately angry at things that don't deserve my anger. Yeah. Uh, so, like, say, if somebody breaks, something smashes something, I'll just, I'll just kick off for like five seconds. But it's shockingly, it's just a shocking react. It's just, it's just unnecessary. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or in the car or whatever. And that's just like unconscious rage. That's un- that's unresolved stuff that I need to do. <laughs> brain, brain, brain stuff. <laughs> brain stuff. <laughs> uh, but I'm getting better at just checking myself now before. Before that stuff happens, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Just kind of, just just take just take a beat. You don't have to scare everyone because no. someone's someone's dropped a plate, or it's just it's just do you know, do you know what I mean? It's, it's weird these little triggers, these little triggers. Because essentially, I'm I'm pretty laid back, and I look after people, and I'm all good, and I'm you know quite. I, I, I consider myself a generous person, but those little that that's, it just comes in through the cracks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, so, so that's the next. That's the next stage. Just talk out my brain. So, so unimportant things aren't really important. I, do, uh, I would like to be I'm, able to take it out sometimes and run it under the tap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put it back got, in. Because, yeah, bizarrely, I'm quite good when things really go wrong. Because, because I'm comfy with that. Because it reminds me of being a kid. So I'm, I'm quite comfy in in actual chaos when everything goes really wrong. It's like. I'm okay. I sort of recognise it. Yeah. Um, but it's just when it's just when everything's right, and then it's just a little thing goes. <laughs> yeah. It's really odd. It's it's a really odd. It's odd the way you're constantly learning about yourself, isn't it? As you go. Mate, oh, I kicked yeah. off once with my ex partner in the car driving somewhere, 
and we'd mm. had we got I, I just we got these chicken selects from McDonald's as well as like the burgers and everything else. And we're just driving along, and I went, oh, can I, I, already, I... Like this. I already like this story. <laughs> and I went, can I have one of those chicken things? And she went, I've eaten them. I could still see Burger King in the rearview mirror. That's how far we'd got. I went, what do you mean you've had them all? She went, oh, I just I had them. And she went, well, you've got those chick- those cheese popper things. And I was just, and I lost my <laughs> shit. <laughs> I want the cheese popper things. <laughs> she went, but they're yours. And I went, but we always share the chicken things. And I just <laughs> lost it. And I, had, and I had my burger and I threw it back in the bag. And I'm driving. And I just, I just went, this isn't about chicken strippers. Of course, of course. This is, like you've just said, it's something unresolved. Of course, this it's triggered it. Yeah. But that's what I think about about bigger things like Brexit and stuff as well. I just think it's triggers for people. People project and people, mm. I don't just get angry stuff they can't control, but it's just like, yeah, it's just sort of, you've got to listen to anger, haven't you? You've to. you got to listen to it when it comes and what it's about. And it's not a bad thing as well. There's, sometimes there's just righteous of course there's righteous anger and you're right to feel it mm. but it's the irras- it's the irrational moments that yeah do you know what I mean that, 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 that need addressing you know oh all right my son there was a thing with when well, I was talking about boundaries earlier there was an incident a couple of years ago and um, my son had he, had he had problems with, with, with some of his mates and it was it got quite serious and it was a bit a bit of sort of physical argy-bargy with it and uh I just wanted to kill him. I mean, I was just, I was just, I was just lost in violent fantasy. I just got, there was no boundary to it at all. I was shaking the yeah. day. I had to get therapy straight away. Oh, wow. Um, and that was, um, and I was talking to my wife about it. And she said, what, what's wrong? What's happened? And she said, things happen with your kids and that's it. You've just got to do it. I said, yeah, but I just want to, I'm shaking. I want to kill mm. them. And she said, that's about you. That's because no one protected you, you know. Yeah. And you know, what, you know when you get you know when you get called, you know when people are close, you can see a really obvious thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Really obvious, but I just couldn't see it. You know, and obviously that's not helpful to your son, to to your kids either. They 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 just want a dad who's it's going to be all right. They don't want they don't want a dad saying where do they live. Do you know, <laughs> do you know, do you know what I'm saying? They don't they don't need that. Do you know, there's ways we can hurt them without people stopping. Do you know what I mean? They don't yeah. need that. They just need. They just need you to be chilled out, you know. <laughs> I'm, I'm guilty of that as well. Same. I just, yeah. I think I even went, I went down and I, cause my, yeah, again, my, my eldest has had some issues with his mate and they'd been really, there was a nice little tight group and then one of them had been, a, and it was shitty what he did. So I remember going down there and then being at school and they were all standing out, standing outside and he's like, hello, Mr. Wilson. And I went, listen, I've been hearing what you've been getting up to and I'm not happy. And he was, and he went bright red and he went, oh, I'm just really sorry, really sorry. And I didn't, I, this is, sounds really bad, but I had a, a softball bat and a ball where I'd been playing with the lads and I lifted the back of the car. I went, just, just watch yourself. And then I put the lid back down and he, sh- and he just shit himself. I wasn't even going to do anything. And I think back now, I think, what a prick, what a prick. <laughs> Like, I, I think I'd so just funny. been watching. That's I think so I, extra. Yeah, I think I'd just watched The Godfather, some bollocks like that. So that was in my head. So I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah just yeah. watch yourself, dickhead. <laughs> this kid's 14. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I remember my uh, my son when um, he must have been about five or six, and some lad was bullying him. 
and uh, they were playing, they were all playing football, and, uh, and and I just heard got a whisper that this lad was bullying, him. and um, and uh, I just I just got this kid on his own and just started swearing at him. He's, yeah. he's only he's only six. <laughs> six what is why is this why is this man, do you know what I mean? That's 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 not good behaviour. No. I, mean? I, I didn't show my softball bat. That was my next move. That was my next move. <laughs> but, um, this isn't rational or good behaviour. You got good behaviour. Do you know what I mean? No, not at all. And it's, even now, telling you, I'm like, oh, yeah it's, it's, yeah, it's 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 just a bit embarrassing, isn't it? But it's good to talk about. Um, but yeah, it's uh, you know, and, and you get those you get those sort of people who are a bit more. I don't know whether it's like an up, an upbringing thing. My dad, my dad's. My dad was quite hard. He's quite tough. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And he, you know, because if he was a policeman, and uh, and if there were, you know, like I've seen him like just walking into town, and um, he just like walking past this guy, and he just threw his shoulder at him and threw just threw him over a wall. Uh, and I was like, "What's that about?" He said he's a paedophile, and he was just like, he was, he was like that. Do you know what I mean? He's just wow. Like, like, you know, he's, he's like he's, he's, he's a hard man he wasn't yeah. part of my problems when I was a kid I want to state that but he was he was just he was a hard he, so, so when you brought up with that it's a bit different isn't it you just brought yeah. up so a lot of middle class a lot of my middle class mates are brought up with this kind of repressed repressed rage do you know what I mean it's like <laughs> mm, you, never, you know I was brought up with this bit more on the table do you know what I mean so you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's not it's a bit discordant when you're doing it in the, in the middle of Crouch End do you know what I mean <laughs> 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 what are you doing? Do you know what I mean? You're there, you're there with your softball. Oh, I make my softball. <laughs> <laughs> Hold him up by his ankles. Just... Yeah. <laughs> oh, mate. Well, this has yeah. been great. But you're in a better place now, Tonks. You're in a oh, yeah, nice yeah, place. Yeah, I, feel, I feel great. I feel really happy. The kids are, the kids are really happy. I really, really enjoy my gigs. I've got a book to write. Uh I realised the three pillars of happiness for me, really, as long as everyone's safe and happy in the family, is uh, some j- some some new jokes to tell, mm. um, uh, a book to write, a story to tell, and a race to run as well. I like a race in the diary, oh, so yeah. I've got all three of them. So if those three, I need, it, it's easy to feel a bit um, formless, isn't it, as a stand-up? You've got all the days, you've yes. got these days, what are you going to do with your days? And, and I found that quite tricky for quite a long time, that feeling of isolation. But I'm a lot better now, uh, and I've got my, I've got a dog as well. I, I wish I'd got a dog ten years ago, because um, <laughs> they just really cheer you up. They get you out of the house. Yeah, they've got that, they've got that pre- present moment kind of Buddha nature. They're in the moment. They're having fun, and it's just that it's, you know, the, 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 the the living being I spend most time with is my dog. Because my wife goes to work, and all the kids are like, "Just me, just me, and the dog, <laughs> just me and Billy Jean all day." You know, we have a little in the afternoon. She gets up, she shakes herself, give her a bit of food, we take her for a little walk. It's just, it's just nice. You know, it's, it's been a big difference. You know, that would be amazing to live like a dog. Just be in the moment constantly. No looking back. No regret. They're Absolutely. not. They're not going. Oh, do you remember that time I chewed these slippers? <sighs> yeah, yeah totally, that was embarrassing. Totally. And, and they're not—they're not lost in revenge fantasies with things that happened previously. <laughs> they're almost—they're always happy to see you. It, when, when they're when they're tired, they sleep. When they're hungry, they eat. They just—they're in the moment, aren't they? Yeah. So, so, so yeah, so I'm, so I'm really enjoying that. And the gigs are good fun. How about you? Are you enjoying yourself? Are you enjoying? Yeah. Yourself? I'm in a better place now than I've been, and I feel good. more at ease with everything. 
I think. How was Edinburgh? How was Edinburgh? It's amazing that you did Edinburgh. Fucking awful. It was awful. Man, it seems. It seems. Uh, I've done Edinburgh for a long time. It seems like an incredibly tough thing to take up. Feels like something that's getting harder to do. It is getting harder. And if you go up there, I didn't have any. Didn't have any PR. Couldn't afford PR. So mm. no one knows you're there. You know, I did. Mm. I tried to do it about flyers for a couple of days, and then that was wrong. So I got a load mm. of flyers and was out doing all the spots mm. and things like that. But yeah, it's a different vibe, man. And the industry's focused on. They know what they want. They're focusing on other people, and you can't. Mm, of course, yeah, yeah, I think yeah, I've got to a point. I'm not. I'm not being beheaded, but I'm like, I'm not. It's, it's, I'm not. I'm not getting on these things because I'm shit. It's just mm. that the industry has moved somewhere oh, else now. So you yeah. kind of, so I'm at peace with things, which is nice. I'm really? kind of yeah. chilled That's out cool. vibe, which is, which is a nice feeling. Good. I mean, yeah, Good. it's a nice place yeah. to be. Yeah. But this has been lovely tonks. It's been great talking Ooh. to you. Yes, but hasn't been too serious. Been serious at times, hasn't it? No, been we've, we've been everywhere, mate. All the emotions. It's been lovely. Good. And where can we find you? Funnily enough, can we find you online? Do you want us to find yeah, you? I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm online. I'm on. I'm on Twitter at Paul Tonkinson. Um, I don't. I go on it a lot. I don't contribute a lot un, unless I'm drunk watching the football. <laughs> 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 uh, but but I am on it, um, and I'm you know I'm I'm, I'm gigging and you know I'm j- I'm just gigging doing the circuit. I'm trying to write a film this year. I think we chatted about that. One yeah, we gig with you. So, I'm, so I've been working on that every day. Really enjoying that. And uh, yeah, I'm just I'm, I'm I'm there, man. I'm on I'm on I'm on Twitter. Nice one. I do. You know, it's funny. I've I've now, if I'm if I'm I don't I rarely drink in the house, but if there's on the occasion I've been out and I come mm. in, I make a conscious decision not to go on Twitter because there has there's been I do. I do say stuff, and I think you even commented once. You just went atrocious or something like that, and I was like, "Oh fuck yeah, I need to take that down." <laughs> I'd gone off on—I can't remember what I'd said—and then, but it was lucky enough I got people around me that give a shit that went, "Mate." <laughs> it's it's such I can't, I can't remember that actually, but no. I think it was in the height of COVID, wasn't it, when we all went a bit mad? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think, um, I think that it's a very, very dangerous. Uh, scenario to be drunk with a phone in your hand. God, you know, yeah, it's, it's really dangerous. Really <laughs> you've got access to the entire universe, and you're yeah, yeah, pissed. Yeah, you've got, yeah, yeah, that is, that is, I mean, I mean, look at um, look, I mean, Danny Baker. I mean, yeah. bless him when he did that. When he did the, the thing with the, uh, the the, you know, that had been a thing he'd been doing for years. The, the Royals as chimpanzees. That yeah, been, yeah, I remember that. Um, yeah, that had been a comedy trope he'd been doing for years and years. And Danny Baker always used to do a little thing at six in the six in the evening with a big big glass of red wine and like, oh cheers. And he he obviously got drunk one night, wasn't thinking about the Megan thing. Because I don't believe Danny Baker's racist. No, not if, at all. Not at all. If, if he is, he's done a good job of concealing it for last thirty years. Oh god, yeah. I mean he's yeah. always been around Dan and he would have you'd have seen yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. He's promoted black artists all over. He's yeah. it's like he made the mistake and he'd lost his job by twelve the next day. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It was like, you know, just don't don't get drunk, mate. And he wasn't <laughs> thinking. About it. He wasn't thinking about it. He was he was watching the football. He was he turned over to what he was tweeting about football, and then he realised it's all kicking off. You know, it's just like just 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 be aware. It, it's this is this is dangerous. It's a dangerous. It's a dangerous. It's like a car. It's like a car. Oh, mate. But well, this has been fun. Thanks, Tom. Good luck with the good luck with the book and uh, the film. And uh, I'll speak to you soon. Thanks, man. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? 
Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Made by DarkHorseDigital.co.uk Shooting, live streaming and podcast production.